They shoot the shit. They shoot, they shoot the shit. Shoot, 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 shit, shit, shit. Shooting the shit with Chippa. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Shooting the Shit with Chippa. As always, Chris Chipman, a.k.a. the Chippa. And like we do when my very, very good friend Stefan is on, What what well, what's, the, uh, what's the angle today? Uh, this is about... Uh, uh, movies that were filmed in and around our hometowns. Uh, I feel for me the timing of this is uh, impeccable because my parents uh, have just left uh, my hometown, and it was their it was their place of residence for over forty years. Let me let me thank my patrons, uh, the fifteen dollar or more months before we go into this, um, and they allow me to be on the internet and talk to awesome people like Stefan. They are Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Houston Campbell Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin CV, Mike the Gatherer, Tyler Freshcorn, Mark Price collaborating online, Alex Shaw, Seth Comfort, Seth Deck, Rand Krause, Little Nikki, Robert V. Aldrich, Aaron Moriarty, Kevin Thompson, Scott Arcuri, and Shore Hansen Gusted, and to my newest patron, Max Freese. Thank you all so much. This show, as a lot of my shows today, is brought to you by the Geeks with Shields podcast. Each week's hosts, excellent work, provide a nerdy escape from the darkest timeline. Talking every comics to long forgotten movies and TV shows. If the darkest timeline has you down, check out the Geeks with Shields podcast for all your nerdy needs. And I secondarily, because I know me and Stefan share a love for horror, with um, Cecil Baldwin. And, um, God, I'm going to blank on his name, guy, um, Jeffrey Craner from the Walt podcast started a horror podcast called the random number generator horror podcast. Number nine idea is Cecil, who is a crazy horror and Jeffrey, Rainer, who, even though he a horror podcast is wicked squeamish about horror and hasn't watched a lot they randomly assign a type of scare and a genre to a dice roll and they roll a dice and they pick a movie mutually that they need to watch and jeffrey kramer squeamishes his way through it and then talks it through and they rate it and have a good time and it's very socially conscious and uh stefan you know i, I think it would be right up your alley and I, you know. <laughs> jesse and i've talked about um starting a podcast like that where we like like catalog our dvd collection and we do oh, so cool. you know we like draw a random you know number drawing or whatever you know everything from like graphic horror to like follow that bird and everything in between yes oh man and imagine those back to back oh <laughs> follow that bird is devastating so, yeah oh. yes. we'll have to do an episode on that sometime yes we, yeah. uh, and grab God. the tissues oh. for that holy crap <laughs> Oh my God! It's mm. such a wonderful, awful, <laughs> but wonderful. It's it's oh, wonderful. Way to give a six-year-old kid an existential crisis. That's the movie mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> anyway, so um, as as we said, we're talking about movies filmed in and around our hometown. So, Stefan, lead us off, good sir, and tell us what that hometown is for people that are hearing you for the first time. Even though, you know, you're basically a, a regular. So why would yeah. I have heard you? And why hadn't you? other episodes that Stefan is on damn it <laughs> thank you thank you for that introduction Chris um yeah so my hometown is Duluth Minnesota 
and uh, I lived there for almost all of the first uh, 27 years of my life and most of the uh, the 27th slash 28th year, and I've uh, been in the Twin Cities ever since then. Uh, and And Chris, how many... We're gonna do seven, right? Yeah, we're gonna do seven. Um, and if you if there's more, go for it. But I have seven plus like honorable mentions. I have two that came close to being filmed in Duluth, but were not. Cool. And I I have some honorable mentions to fit in with yours as well that aren't Great. necessarily they don't necessarily fit the full criteria we talked about, but they're interesting stories about things in my town that were filmed Wonderful. here. So wonderful. Uh, yeah. Do, so do you want me to? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Do the first one. Sure. The first one is a movie called uh, Christmas Break-In. Ooh. Uh, it is on... Yeah, it's... Hold your horses. It's not as exciting as it sounds. It's um, it's on Netflix. Uh, it was filmed at Marshall, uh, I guess, a, a preparatory school it's not a boarding school, but it's just like a, they call it a college prep school. It's basically like a, a non-denominational, non-religious um, private school in Duluth. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's basically like a ripoff of Home Alone, uh, where this, this girl gets left at school. Her parents like forget to pick her up. The mom is Denise Richards, by the way. Oh, um, you, can, you can already tell the... <laughs> brilliance on the line yeah. here Dom. we love you denise richards she tries she tries her best yeah. no i i like i like her i, I yeah troopers recently with some friends and she's she's actually really good in that considering she is the type she of is movie yeah that they're going for yeah and um and the janitor is played by danny glover and i never oh I, yeah i know and i found out about this movie after it was made and, you know, it, cause you know, it's like, oh my God, a movie filmed in Duluth. And I just was really uh, a letdown in that regard. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's for free on Netflix, you know, uh, check it out. I mean, it's, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's worth paying money for, but you know, if you want to kill an hour and a half, go for it. Yeah. I, I did not go, I did not go to Marshall myself. I had a lot of, uh, friends, a lot of, a lot of the, Kids I went to, was in Boy Scouts with went to Marshall, so they'd probably get more of a, a kick out of it than I did. No, hey, I mean, if you went there, that's that's even more interesting, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That that that's probably all the fun. So okay, cool. I'll I'll go with my my first one, and um, you know, there's no particular order order to mine. But oh, I'm I'm, I'm doing them from worst from from least memorable, um, you know, quote unquote oh, worst movie can, to most memorable. Okay, if you want. Yes, I've heard Sorry about, to jumble um, it up. No, 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 no. So, so I'll I'll do um, least to most memorable and ones that were actually filmed in Lynn, and then um, I have least to most memorable and ones that were shot in the the area, um, you know, within like a you know 30, 40 mile radius because um, the inland ones are really interesting. So the first was a Mel Gibson flick, um, a recent Mel Gibson flick. So don't don't get excited, everybody. It's one of the ones he did after he went crazy. <laughs> Um, but it was it wasn't a terrible it wasn't it wasn't a terrible film but it wasn't really very well remembered it was darkness have you heard of this uh could you repeat that edge of darkness yeah i i think i saw it in theaters 
Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like around here. It was a big deal because it was filmed in <laughs> Lynn. It doesn't take place in Lynn, but but it was filmed in Lynn, um, Lynn in Boston, but mostly Lynn. And this this was pretty good. It was Martin Campbell. I mean, we we like Martin Campbell. Martin Campbell is a good director, you know, you know. Um, but it it's just kind of pretty one note as a movie. You know, um, a homicide detective Thomas Craven investigates the murder of his. He uncovers yeah. a corporate cover-up and government conspiracy. It's very similar to a lot of other stuff, but, you know, it's got good people in it. I mean, Danny Houston, Mel Gibson, and Ray Winstone. You can't go wrong there. But what was really exceptional about it around here is they filmed it on Gannon Golf Course. And Gannon Golf Course is like this relic of another era. So Lynn, Lynn has this weird thing about it that a lot of people that, haven't played fallout four which is just strange and i'll i'll tell you how i get there in a second wouldn't know and lynn had um a guy that owned a bunch of land he thought way way back like 1800s 1700s you know when whenever the thing and it's like a local it's pretty well known and he was digging for it and when he died his son inherited the land and he gave it to me and gave it to the city and said, hey, Lynn, um, you can have this land, but it has to be a public park. You can't develop on it. And so Lynn has Lynn Wood, which is the second largest, and make sure you follow the words here, city-owned park in the two Central Park. It's just a forest, mm-hmm. but it's in super urban, like known for being real rough and tumble city Lynn. And part of um, Woods was he allowed a golf course, and this is Gannon Golf, and it's really hilly and a really hard course to play, and it's really well known. And there's a se- sequence darkness where the characters are all playing golf, and filmed it on Gannon. And the reason it was a big deal is my um, my cousin's husband, who was an avid golfer and golfed at Gannon all the time, was like there golfing when they were filming it and took a whole bunch of photos and they got like in the Boston Globe and all this stuff of like Mel Gibson and Ray Winstone they're filming this movie. And so it was it was it was a pretty cool, pretty big deal, but at the end of the day, you know, it was just kind of a, you know, same old kind of movie. I mean, you um at the same time as like Gone Baby Gone and the town were coming out, which actually took place here and were similar in tone, those movies kind of crushed this one as far as um uh you know people paying attention to it but i'm glad it got kind of more of a nationwide uh, appeal that that's really cool because i own it well yeah yeah i remember um yeah i saw it in theaters with my uh, longtime uh client when i was a pca we saw oh god oh, we cool. saw so many movies yeah so he was a big mel gibson fan so we saw that i remember i remember, remember? It being just huh Remember when it was okay to be a Mel Gibson fan, before, you know, without without having the caveat of yeah, but he's crazy. <laughs> yeah, this was this was kind of after that point. I felt like it was, yeah, yeah, it was. But I, I just always I, so you learn so much about so many people. Speaking of which, when the hell is Lethal Weapon Five happening, if ever? Right. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Danny Glover, hey, look look at that. We, we actually did a, we did a Kevin Bacon thing there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're up, dude. Okay. So, my next movie is uh, The Good Son. Oh, shit! Which, which I like. 
A lot of people don't. It didn't get, did not get good reviews when it came out. I think it was only because of, you know, it was, it was, you know, uh, casting against type with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. And there was, um, there was a lot of behind the scenes. Culkin's dad, like got like super weird with the production company. Oh yeah, that's right. And, and so it, it had that air of, um, you know, this was a damaged goods kind of a thing before it came out. Right. And it, cause it, um, uh, he threatened to pull him out of home alone too. Wasn't yep. that right? If he didn't, if he didn't make that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, uh, Jesse Bradford was supposed to play Culkin's role. Actually, it's a creepy little movie. I like it, it a lot. I, I do. I like it. Um, um the, the only part. Thing, well, just to let you know, um, cause I know a lot of it is filmed from where you're from, but it was also filmed in Gloucester. I was going to say, and yeah, Islam, Massachusetts. And I, Manchester I knew, by the sea. Yeah. I knew you were going to, I thought you were going to bring that up. Go Thank ahead. You. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the only part that was filmed outside of Duluth is the cliff scene at the end, which was in um, uh, Palisade uh, Head, which is about an yeah. hour north of Duluth on the North Shore. If you ever come to Duluth, drive up the North Shore. Just It's such a beautiful drive. Kyle and I would do it all the time. It's awesome. Um, yeah, and that scene, you know, and it's funny. My mom and I, when I was up in Duluth for the last time um, about a week ago, we watched the original The Bad Seed movie, which, holy crap, that has not that movie has not aged well at all. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Holy crap, no. Um, but, you know, it's interesting, and, you know, I bring up, you know, like, would, would you, you know, would it be bad for a parent, you know, if they knew, without, well, I mean, without spoiling the ending of The Good Son, you know, is it bad to say, like, you know, you would do something like that to your child if, you know, you knew they were that much of a psycho? Right. I remember one movie, one of my favorite Bad Seed movies ever is uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin. Such a good movie. So good. Tilda, so good. Tilda Swinton is so freaking great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I love that movie. And, um, uh, Back back in the days of the IMDb message boards, RIP, there was a post someone made where it said, if I had a child like Kevin, I would kill them. Jesus. I'm like, whoa. I mean, I mean, and, you know, legit, like, you know, like, um, uh, you know, Culkin's mom and the good son had to think about, you know, like, the... You know, I mean, because she she knew he all but admitted yeah. to killing, drowning his brother, and then he tried to. It's like you know, so you know, like you know, he's dangerous, and he's trying to kill you right there. I mean, like you know what he's capable of. Yeah, she she does so much heavy lifting in that damn movie. Yeah, like it, it, and when I was a kid, I mean, every kid saw this movie. Like you know, it's like called Macaulay Culkin. Horror movie, basically. I did. I did not, but I remember seeing the, the poster or the marquee uh-huh. at the theater. I remember I was like, "Oh, mom, Macaulay Culkin, I want to see that." She's like, "No, you're not going to see that stuff." <laughs> I mean, he I was, was like, "I was like six. I was six years old." <laughs> he was such a bastard in that movie. Like, what, I know. Like, how? I mean, the fact that like his dad like doubled down on like 
how he like like that's a career suicide kind of a role mm-hmm. well, like that's a weird choice you know like edward norton for example basically started in doing films like um oh what the hell was that called that the that movie with richard gear where uh he you know was like alter boy that like had he had you know, I think he was pretending that he had multiple personalities, but he was really just an evil prick. You know what I mean? Like that was like the reveal at the end of the movie. And, I but like when you don't know this off, movie. Like, your late huh. teens, oh, it's a great movie. I'll, I'll find the name. But when you like when you're like in your late teens, early twenties, and you hit the ground running with something like that, it's fun. But like Culkin is like, I'm the sweetest little boy in the world, and then you get like, don't fuck with me. It's like, whoa, wait a minute, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, and I kill and I kill cats. What the ch- mm-hmm. <laughs> And I killed my little brother. Oh god, it's so creepy. Yeah. But yeah, and you mentioned, you know, uh Wendy Crewson, who played the mom, so underrated. Um the heavy lifting that she does. Have you seen a great show on Netflix is called Slasher? No, I've heard okay. it's really good though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And um the new season well, it's gonna be on Shutter now. I should say, uh, the, the new season sounds a lot like, did you ever watch that show from 2009? It was called Harper's Island. I've also heard that's great though. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a show kind of ahead of its time. It, you know, was before the whole anthology series took off. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that Edward Norton movie, uh, primal fear. Yes. That was yeah. So good. I've heard of it. Yeah. Never. I've seen the cover. Yeah. And didn't know what it was about. Yeah, it's 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 really good. Yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, I I like, I really like the Good Son. I you know, and it, it just, it, yeah, it's bad reviews. Really, just bath. Like again, you know, half a star by Roger Ebert. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think I don't think you get like I have friends that are very um you know they carry themselves as being very fair critics, and there's just something about they they felt. Because I tried to parse this out with a couple of them, and they're like, I just can't get past the fact that it feels like it's just Macaulay Culkin jamming it down my throat that, look at me, I'm being bad. And I'm like, yeah, but that's what makes it great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that that that's kind of important. When, when you get, like, somebody that everybody loves turning heel, like, imagine what's going to happen the first time Tom Hanks plays a villain. <laughs> He kind of did. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but yeah. I have not seen Circle. It's probably why that movie. Kind of did. It's probably why that movie bombed. (laughs) But, you know, imagine like when, like, there is going to be a point in his career where he's going to do it. He's going to pull Anthony Hopkins or something and go, like, just be fucking nut bar. Going to be a hard (laughs) thing, you know? (laughs) I'm picturing that now. It's, it's, that's going to be hard to swallow. Yeah, like imagine Tom Hanks is a serial killer. Yeah, and I'm um, glad there was that intersection how it was filmed in Massachusetts too. Yeah, no, and I, it, it just popped into my head when you started talking about it. I was like, oh, I can't wait to throw that in. And I also remember um, a funny little anecdote about this movie is that like kids television didn't know what to do with it because it had Culkin and Culkin was still a kid. And so you'd get like deals with companies like Nickelodeon had, you know, these little like 
five minute things they'd run in between shows where they were like, you know, we're going to give like a, you know, a, a, sh- a shout out to <laughs> oh, something in films. And they did like a bit about the stunt man for Culkin in the good son. And like, they went through how they filmed the big death scene at the end of the movie. And I'm mm. like, not only did you just blow the fact that Culkin gets, you know, yeeted off a cliff onto the rock, right. but you showed this kid doing the stunt. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. On a, on a, that's a very R R rated movie. Like that movie, you see, not, I, it's not a fun movie. I feel, I feel today, I feel today it would have gotten PG 13. I agree, but it's it's thematic wise. Like when they were rating things in the '90s, it was all yeah. on what it exposed you to thematically. Right. Less than less right. than you know, we got our one f bomb and one stab wound in. We can see right. PG thirteen. <laughs> that movie was like, no, this kid's a little fucking psycho, and he probably fucks those cats too. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're not, <laughs> you're like, oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a, a bit with the like, oh, like uh, like the craft. Was supposed to be PG thirteen, but you know it was in the, the midst of the satanic panic. Yes, it was, mm. which is still living strong in some freaking oh, walks God, of life. Such bullshit. Yeah, we have we have a satanic temple. They are the nicest, coolest, most fucking awesome people in the world. Oh, I've and I've had I've they run get... booths next to the satanic church. They're great. And they they get death threats and bomb threats and just yeah. break ins and it's just terrible. Uh, it's just anyway. active atheism is all it is. If you um, on Hulu, there's a great documentary called "Hail Satan" with a question mark. Yes, it's so yes, good. It, yes, such that a good actually documentary. played um, Horror Fest last year or the year before. Um, oh. and and I believe and I believe the um, uh. Satanic Temple in Salem is is featured in it somewhere, mm. if I'm not mistaken. So then the next one, and you know, from, from a less to great, I don't like feel I have a terrible film on my list. Um, there's some, you know, when we get into the ones that are not in Lynn that get a little dodgy. But this is one I feel like gets really shit on, and I don't know why. And it's a film called Surrogates with Bruce Willis. Have you ever heard of this film? Yes, I've never seen it though. So it's it's really cool. So it's um, it kind of falls vein as um that movie I Robot, where mm-hmm. if it if it kind of built itself a little differently, it would probably have been better remembered. But like I Robot fails in that it's trying to be a robot and it is not iRobot. You know, they could have just called it Will Smith and Robots, and people would have been fine with it. Mm-hmm. But iRobot is a really high concept novel and the movie is not very high concept. Surrogates is very similar. It's um it's kind of like a total recall iRobot kind of thing where people use surrogate robotic versions of themselves to do their to do their everyday life because everyday life is really hard and they're afraid of dying. And and that's basically it. So the whole time you're wondering is this somebody's surrogate or is it really them and people you know going in and finding the person controlling the surrogate and killing them and they have to investigate the murders and it stars Bruce Willis and it's a lot of fun. Um what's crazy about it is that they like you know, sometimes you the movie gets filmed in your area and you hear like announcements about it. They mm-hmm. didn't really announce that. It, like they kind of did this movie a little bit guerrilla style, so they kind of just like showed up and filmed it and would like block a road off and then go back mm-hmm. to nothing. And this was this was right at the beginning of Massachusetts really starting to double down on the um, uh, 
great tax breaks. Like right before Georgia became like, we film everything here. Massachusetts was like trying to bring people in. And so this was one of those movies. So they filmed it basically anywhere they could find, um, blue collar working class towns that had factory buildings that hadn't, you know, fully renovated and gentrified them yet. They filmed this movie there because it gave a great backdrop for action scenes. And so downtown Lynn is prime. So I'm in, um, I think I was in college at the time. Let me think, let me look up real quick ones. Yeah. I was just finishing up grad school because this came out in 2009. So they were filming it in 2007 and 2008. And my mother calls me up and she goes, So, Chris, I'm parked at a light right now, and a whole bunch of police came up and blocked up the road. And there's a bunch of Boston PD cars, because the movie took place in Boston. That was, Mm -hmm. at least in the future, Boston. And a bunch of helicopters chasing it come down the street. And then I look out my window, and there's freaking Bruce Willis. And I'm like, no shit, right, Mom? She goes, she goes, are they filming, like, a movie or a TV show and something? So I went and looked it up, and that's where I found out, oh, no, this is this film called surrogates they didn't tell anyone they were filming it there and they just kind of you know we'll block off a street we'll film this chase sequence and then we'll go back to normal business she said five minutes later we were back to normal traffic and i'm like that seems like a pretty intricate sequence to just kind of walk off traffic for five minutes and go back to it but i guess that's how they filmed this movie and later i found out they also filmed in lawrence and haverhill which were closer Mm -hmm. to where i was in lowell at the time and it was the same thing people would say They'd look out their window in the morning and all of a sudden there'd be like, you know, helicopters and cop cars and stuff flying around and then they'd be gone. There was no like set. There were no trucks or anything set up. I'm like, that's just such a weird way to film a movie. It feels like very indie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah. yeah, so, so that's it, it's a cool movie. I'd recommend checking it out, but it's, yeah. it's great to look and go. I always like looking and going that angle down that street is in Lynn. And then when it cuts to that angle, it's in Lawrence because I've mm-hmm. been on both those streets. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not a lot yeah. to say about it, but I love the movie. Yeah. Jesse uh, mentioned it the other day. She asked if I'd seen it. She hadn't either. It's cool. Yeah. It kind of falls into like, like, you know, the sixth day that like later Arnold Schwarzenegger flick. You yeah. Know, you ever seen I never saw that. It kind of, it falls into the same thing as that. It's like, that like late nineties to two thousand or to, to like early twenty tens type of sci fi movie that was like just the mill is putting them out, but they're really they're really shiny and well made. Mm-hmm. They're just there's nothing like groundbreaking about them. They just look real nice. It, it kind of falls in that ballpark, right? What's You're right up, sir. Okay, uh, my next movie is uh, North Country. Oh. Wow. Yeah, which um, was technically filmed about an hour north of Duluth in Virginia, Eveleth. Uh, and it's based off of the uh, sexual harassment lawsuits in the mines uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. Which, yeah, holy crap, that's way too re- Well, you know, the Me Too movement. But it's way more recent than it should be. I mean, yep. should have never been. But, um, you know, and I've only seen it once uh, when I was doing... My um, uh, in grad school for a uh, art and social change class I was taking, and I mean yeah, it's definitely you know I I think it's really good. Um, you know, it has that real like gritty feeling to it that they you know filmed it in the actual location, 
And um, I remember that when they were filming it, because they had, you know, like, you know, you know, like behind the scenes on the news, you know, on set. And my uh, drama instructor, uh, Liz, I hope, hope she's listening to this. I've sent her on my podcast. She loves, loves that I do these. Um, she, <laughs> she actually asked when, I, when we were doing our like fall musical, uh, it was, it would have been, wait, was it, was filmed, I want to say, 04, so it would have been, yeah, the fall, we were doing, I don't remember the name of the one we did senior, it was like a, like a, like a vignette of a bunch of musical numbers, I was Mr. Cellophane, Chicago, nice. if you've ever seen that, yep, yep. that was me, um, I should be more prepared. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what makes it fun, man. Right. Yeah, it was, it was filmed in uh Yeah, we've been filmed in 80 uh oh, no, it's 80 uh 2004. So I remember Yeah, she was asking if any of them wanted to you know, if any of the girls wanted to audition to play uh, Charlize Theron as a kid. Oh, cool. And I don't, I don't think any of them actually, actually did, but you know, still that connection was cool. And it was actually, I was wrong. So the real, the real lawsuit was in uh, the, yeah, the eighties, um, the seventies and the eighties is when it was happening. So still way too a little early. earlier than the movie made it seem. And I remember when it came out, my um a friend of uh Kyle and I's uh Adam, who unfortunately is no longer with us, um oh, he he was worried. He was like, I'm I'm concerned it's gonna make Minnesota look bad. Huh. You know, and I'm like, well and this is you know before Me Too and all that, you know, and it's like, well, you know, it's historically accurate. Right. And hey, well, if, do. if if it shows an area that had a lawsuit and progressed past it, then that's a good thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's a it's a I mean, it's you know, a good movie from what I remember. Maybe not, you know, as maybe should have gotten better received. Maybe to get a couple Oscar noms for acting, but you know, Francis McDormand was great and Charlize Theron too. Yeah, it, they're always great. Yeah, they're, oh, they're yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. That that's awesome. Yeah. So my uh, my next one um, of of my my three that were in Lynn themselves is you know a lot of people for some reason have stopped liking this director, and I don't really get it. Like it it, it has like a hipster like you know popular and you can't like me it's a film from david o russell and i really like david o russell you know um back from three kings and i heart huckabees and um you know he's he's kind of moved into the you know i put jennifer lawrence in everything um camp and he made this movie called joy have you seen this i have not seen that and i've never right. se- i have not seen the other two movies you mentioned too oh, which cool. i should i, sh- um, I should he see. Also- He's, he's, he's made a lot of great movies, but it, it's, you know, this, this is got Jennifer Lawrence and Robert De Niro and, um, oh, what's his name from the hangover and the guy who directed, uh, 
A Star is Born, the newest Star is Born. Bradley um, Cooper. But yeah, Bradley Cooper. And it's just a great, strange little movie. It, David O. Russell's kind of moved into this ballpark of I make movies about just strange Americana. Mm-hmm. And and this this was about the woman who created the Wonder Mop. <laughs> This is literally what this movie's about and became like, you know, the QVC overnight success. And it's a really cool movie. And they filmed a ton of it in Lynn. And it was really cool because I was back living here when they were doing it. So they took an old star market, which I don't know if star market was nationwide. Um, I star market was like we had in Minnesota. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a grocery store. Right. Um, and they, they, you know, that had been kind of closed for a long time. It had been another grocery store after, and it was just an empty vacant building and they turned it into a Kmart because one of the big things that happened in this woman's story is she went and bought the parts that she used to make her prototype from a Kmart and then tried to sell it back to the Kmart. And it's just a really funny sequence. And they, like you know the time period i think the movie took place in like the late 70s early 80s or something Mm -hmm. um kmart and so it was great to drive up that road which you know lynn Lynn is not a like a newfangled up-to-date town it's kind of like a forgotten you know place so all of our businesses you know need a fresh coat of paint you know our mcdonald's are still the old you know, design McDonald's, you know, and all that. And cool. so it was cool. It was cool to drive by this and kind of look and go, wow, that really hit. like that came the old like 1970s, 80s Kmart sign just strictly. Um, and uh, it kind of cracked me up that they did it because there literally was a Kmart that looked just like that on Route 1 in Saugus. But I guess they felt it didn't fit, you know, where the where she would have went because it was like more like the the town Kmart than the, you know, highway Kmart, I guess is what they were going for. So it was, it was cool to drive by and just see that set up and we got to see them film it. And another cool thing is there's a police precinct sequence where she goes into a police precinct. Um, and I don't know where it's supposed to be taking place at that moment, but my father worked at the daily. There's a newspaper in Massachusetts, one of the last family owned still newspapers in the country and he Uh, worked there for 37 years um and they filmed this sequence in joy of a police precinct in the building he worked in and it was funny because i'm watching the movie and like i see the wood on the on the railings and the way the front office looked when he walks in and i'm like that's the daily evening item like i've spent so much time and i had no knowledge to know they filmed it there but i'm like maybe since they filmed in Lynn that they use the item and lo and behold they did and she comes running out in the next shot out the front door in the square of it and it was like that's so damn cool and then I also had lived in North Reading which is about 15 minutes from Lynn and there's this garage this old vacant garage on Route 62 in North Reading and Robert De Niro's character who's um uh the the father um has a garage that they filmed there, which I think is really cool too. So it's just funny how that all works itself out. So yeah, that's, cool. that's what yeah. I, I wanted to see that movie, but I never did. It's a cool movie. Yes, yeah, it sounds sounds good. So my next one is uh, one that I just saw the other 
day when I was researching for this episode. And I can't believe I never heard of this. It's called Strange Nature. Ooh. Yeah, it's kind of an indie uh, horror movie, like an ecological horror movie about this woman who's like a kind of one-hit wonder from the 80s and moves back to Duluth with her son to care for her um, uh, her dad. And really, nobody really huge is in it. The dad is played by uh, 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 Carlos Alzraki, who was the voice, uh, perhaps, he's had an extensive career, perhaps best known as uh, the voice of Rocco in Rocco's Modern Life. Nice. Yes, I know. And um, the son is, uh, if you've ever seen that show, uh, Pen15, on, it's on Hulu. Yep. Okay. He, uh, uh, Jonah uh, Barris, he plays a character uh, called Brant. Yep. On Pen15. Yep. He's in the movie too. Uh, and yeah, so they move back. And so that, that you remember, and this is based off a real uh, occurrence in northern Minnesota where they, they were, there was a discovery of frogs that had multiple legs. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and they never discovered what caused it, if it was, you know, pollution, um, global warming. Uh, and I guess the research went away because the funding dried up and they never figured out what caused it. It's still a mystery. Uh. I think it subsided, but yeah, it's still creepy. And um, uh, it it infects, you know, like the like other areas like specifically related to fertility people are giving birth to babies that have extreme deformities uh huh. yeah and the movie definitely it has its strong points for an indie movie it's pretty well made oh and the the mayor the mayor is played by Stephen Stephen Tobolowski you mm-hmm. may not you may not know who that is. He's a character actor with like 200 credits. I guarantee you, you've seen something he's been in. I guarantee. Yeah, it. no, I, I I'm looking at his picture right now, and yeah. I guarantee I've seen he's, him in a thousand he's been in a ton of things. Um, uh, I always remember him as the uh, the asshole teacher from the Freaky Friday remake. Uh, You're right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Uh, Bates, Mr. Bates. That's right. Uh, and so. Basically, yeah, this, so, the movie is so, so Duluth. Like, it has, like, I could drive, uh, uh, like, they, they drive in Duluth, into Duluth in the beginning, and they're, like, driving on the hill, you see the lake right there, and it's just, oh, so beautiful, and, um, a lot of it was filmed up on the Iron Range in, uh, Grand Rapids, which is about, uh-huh. like, again, an hour north, Itasca County, um, but yeah, there's just, and there's like, you know, they drive through the city and you see like so many, um, you know, like the, the downtown area, the, the end scene is on the lake walk and, um, uh, they even have cameo appearances by real life newscasters that do, you know, like 
appear as newscasters, you know, reporting on the incident. Uh, Michelle Lee, who uh, is uh, getting into poli- who has been getting into politics around here, she's run for Congress and then run for state senate. Unfortunately, has not won, but hopefully she will. Uh, and then uh, uh, the other one is the other one is is Barbara Riles, who a uh, long long time newscaster in Duluth. My my parents actually. Or my mom was in the Lamaze class when she was pregnant with my sister, uh-huh. with her. Yep. So, yeah, and that's just cool. It's like, oh my god, they appeared. I thought I, it was so cool to see that. And um, yeah, it's uh, another movie, a really good found footage movie. I, I think they've mentioned this in the group, the found footage group before. It's called The Bay. Oh, it's such a good freaking movie. Yes, yes. And holy crap, Barry Levinson directed that. Yep. That's like, un- like just, I mean, it's cool he would do a movie like that, but it just seemed a little like below his pay grade. Yeah, it was it was a really big deal. And I remember seeing an interview with him and he goes, he goes, I think there's a lot of merit in this genre and I want to make one. It, it's like, no, it's, okay, it's, very, damn. it's very good. I really liked it. <laughs> I, I really liked that movie. Um, the, um, yeah, if if you liked the Bay, you'd probably like this movie. Cool. It's uh it's on uh, Amazon Prime for free. Nice. Yeah, and it's just like I said, it's just so Duluth. They see like the, you see the lift bridge on several scenes. It's just it's 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 great. It's, it's great in that regard. There's some really good uh, practical effects, and the the director um uh the director is uh. The, the, and he his his name his name is James Ojala, Ojala. Yeah, yeah. He uh, actually went to my high school, and yeah, he's the uh, the director and writer, and he has appeared. Apparently, yeah, he uh, it's his first full length film. He did a lot of uh, practical effects work. He has a pretty um, substantial resume. If you go on IMDb, and check this movie. Yeah, he has appeared on uh, this show on Shudder. Um, God, what is it called? It was... Is it the Cursed Films? No. No, it's... Uh... We should do another episode about famous uh, alumni from our high schools. Nice. That'd be a shorter episode for me. I wonder. If one, I wonder if I have any. Oh. <laughs> I know I have a couple of famous people that came to my high school. Yeah. I think I had probably a couple. Kirby Puckett came to my middle school. If you. Ever, if you know who that is, yes, I do. Yeah, I, no- I actually knocked on his uh, the um, his the door of his family's house when I was door knocking for <laughs> political work in uh, 2014. They were they were super nice, super nice. You can I tell they get it a lot. Yeah, yeah. He sure had life throw him, you know, some crap. 
Yes. Uh, Jim Ajala. That's why I couldn't find him on Wikipedia. James Jim. Oh, uh, yeah. He's on a talk show on Shutter called The Core. Yeah. Okay. And he appears as a regular on-screen guest detailing the secrets and artistry behind practical special effects. Yeah. Which I've, I've never watched that show. Alley. Yeah. I have to, I have to watch this movie. Yeah. I love good practical effects. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's the director. He's uh, born and raised in Duluth and went to my high school, graduated from my nice. high school. Yeah. That's awesome. And so cool that he would, you know, come and, you know, film film a movie, you know, in his, his, home, in his hometown. Yeah, I, I'm waiting for Adam Green, um, to the hatchet guy, hatchet, yeah. to make to make a uh, to make a movie that takes place around here because he's yeah. a boy, he's a he's a Massachusetts boy. Yeah. And um that uh Jack Chop thing that he does. Have you ever seen that? I've not Jack Chop commercial. It's like the slap chop, but it's a jack o' lantern carving kit and he he runs a forty eight hour film festival like every year and mm-hmm. it's one of the ones he made. And the guy just gets brutalized. It's just a way to showcase practical effects. But they do, if you've never seen it, look it up. It's hilarious. Um, but it's got this bit at the end, which, you know, uh, available for three demons of so-and-so. Special discount for people from Lynn. And I just start <laughs> nice. dying. Thanks, guys. Adam, good job. He actually made all the fun found footage movie and digging up the marrow. I, I like, I like that movie a lot. Um, yeah. I've never, for... never seen. I've never seen. Oh, you've that. never seen digging up the marrow? It's a lot. I've heard of, of it. Fun. I think. It's a lot... Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you know, I, he, cool. he's a mixed bag with me. As you know, I love Hatchet. I did not like Frozen. Did not like that movie. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. I get it, and it's. Yeah. Just, same it's actually the opposite with me i i find the hatchet movies fun but i love frozen so it's a funny uh it's a funny juxtaposition there but i'm uh victor crowley is the epitome I, that's the best film he's made, yeah i have yeah, i've been i've been to the the filming or at least part of the filming location of hatchet J- cool. jesse jesse now oh, that's in awesome. new orleans we went um i have some pictures on on a uh, facebook if you go back to uh, June of 2019. Oh, yeah. I have to look. I that's that's awesome. And yeah, so all right. Just, uh, Let's uh, you ready for my you ready for my next one? Uh, yeah. Okay, so um, this this I put low on the list. I had a lot of fun with this movie, but it's not a good movie. Its sequel is a piece of crap. Um, but we watched it get filmed. Um, this is Paul Blart Mall Cop. Um, it's one of the Happy Madison Adam Sandler films. Mm-hmm. Star vehicle for Kevin James. Um, what I love the reason in my brain it became a really big deal because they filmed the movie in the in the summer, and the movie takes place in the winter time. And there's uh-huh. this big, incredible action sequence with uh, a setup for Santa photos area in a mall. And they set up this ridiculous one for the movie. It's not the normal kind of one they had at the Burlington Mall. But they didn't say it was a film set. So people are like, why are they setting up for Santa in July? And they had signs that said, Christmas in July with a question mark. And everyone's like, what's going on? And then they were like, hey, by the way, Adam Sandler's company's making a movie here. And so that's how we knew. And, you know, 
you could go to the mall and see them film it after hours. And it was a, it was a riot and it looked like a lot of fun. But one of the things that I always loved is that it was filmed at the Burlington mall and the South shore. I don't know why they jumped between both malls. It was probably just had to do with, you know, when each mall allowed them for security reasons to film. Mm-hmm. Another thing where they'll have chase sequences where one angle is in one mall and then it cuts to another angle and it's in the other. I hate when that happens because it pulls me right out of it because I right. know. So, and there's not much more to it. If you're Blart. I have not. It's, 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 it's really bad, but it's, it's bad in like that. It bad. Doing like, uh, made me laugh kind of way. Right. But it's sequel is so bad. The, the sequel is terrible. <laughs> <I imagine>. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's, I mean, not much more to say other than that about Pearl um, Art. So you yeah. can go on next one. Jesse and I watched um, the 21 Jump Street movies the other day. She had never seen them. Oh, and the joke was like, Paul Blart, Molly Cobb. <laughs> to, <laughs> to Brie Larson. Yeah. Yep. But those, the, those movies are, I did not expect the, the first to be as good as it was. Oh, I just, so I love good. it. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> those um, those guys are untouchable. Um, yeah, they, they have not. I mean, they're like they just keep going. Yeah, you know, we're gonna make a Twenty One Jump Street movie, and uh, what? It's it's really good. Oh yeah, no, no, it's really really good. Hey, mm-hmm. we're gonna make go. Um, you know, it, it's gonna be a it's gonna be uh, about how capitalism and corporate branding is bad, but we're gonna make you want to buy corporate branded things <laughs> and i'm like you guys right. are fucking geniuses <laughs> like you're so good and then they did into the spider verse and it's just all over after that that thing is a fucking masterpiece yeah but anyway as you were sir yeah well my next three my final three uh i got uh, some help from one of my mom's best friends ellie who is um a uh, local thespian in Duluth nice. has kind of been involved in a lot of some theater and uh, when they film things in Duluth, she is just an amazing, amazing woman. You know, we really will miss her, you know, with my parents not being up there. Uh, but yeah, so the third is another movie I had, or uh, the, the next one is another movie that I just saw recently just had actually, found out about recently called far north which is from the late 80s it's uh starring jessica lang directed by her longtime partner sam shepherd and jessica lang is from cloquet which is about 10 miles outside of duluth and she and sam shepherd had a home out there uh for years so i think a lot of it was filmed kind of around that area um, I'm just going to uh, say right now, it's not a very good movie. Um, the, I mean, it's amazing cast. It's her, uh, Charles Dunning, Patricia Arquette. It was one of Patricia Arquette's first movies after coming off of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, which, you know, she declined coming back for the fourth because she wanted you know, to be taken seriously. So... You know, it's like, then you right. do, you know, something like this, you know, oops. But this was, she's... This was the first screenplay um, of Sam Shepard's that he directed himself. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. And, but, you know, Patricia Arquette's won an Oscar, so it's all good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so 
it's about a a woman who I, I think she lives in New York City now, and she returns to her hometown of uh, Duluth after her dad uh, becomes ill, or he he gets in an accident, and so she kind of has to come to terms with her crazy family. And I know people who say that it's good, you know, really good because they, you know, grew up there and they had the family. And my parents were not from Minnesota. My mom's from New York city. My dad's from Omaha. They met in college in Colorado. So I have, I have no, I have no blood family in Minnesota outside of them. So maybe that's kind of, I guess my godmother is kind of like that kind of, you know, the like eccentric, um, you know, so I guess she does kind of count. And so, yeah, it was filmed uh, there's one scene in particular filmed right in a Canal Park. Huge, you get a great view of the lift bridge, and it's Canal Park. So Canal Park today is known for being a very touristy spot. It's where all the shops, restaurants, hotels are. And it was not like that until about 1990 or beyond. And holy crap, does it show in this clip. It's so run down. It's just, yeah, it's, it's very run down. My grandma, the first time she came to Duluth... She would say how, you know, it was so, it was so, it looked so awful. She couldn't even look at the city. It looked so run down and gross. Wow. Yeah. She was like, oh, I couldn't even look at it. Oh, so awful. Oh, 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 oh. And, but, but she did say that, you know, Duluth had built itself up since. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the movie, uh, like I said, the cast is great, and the actors, you know, do everything they're given with. But the direct directing is the direction is not good. It would have worked much better as a play. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I think that kind of comes with the territory of a lot of mm-hmm. what Shepard writes, actually. Cool. Yeah, for sure. And um, so Ellie said she remembered how. Uh, um, Jessica Lang during the the press tour for the movie, how much she loved her sweaters, and my <laughs> mom my mom brought up how she and you know Jessica Lang and this is you know obviously she since has had the big you know resurgence with American Horror Story. Yep, and uh, yeah, and she, my mom said that she was in an antique shop once and someone pointed out that there was like a hope chest that was used in the movie far North. This was a long time ago, apparently. And and I guess around the time it was filmed. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but my, for, for my next, especially my first one, I have a lot of personal stories like that. Uh, yeah. What's your next one? So my next one, there's there's no real personal story with this one, but I I always find it um, amazing when you watch a movie and you had no idea it was filmed local and it takes place somewhere that's so damn far and different from being local that once you realize that it is because you recognize something on screen, you have to sit back and ask yourself, how good is that tax break that they literally had to do what they did to make it look like where it's supposed to be. And that film is The Proposal. It is uh, Mm. Ryan Reynolds' Sandra Bullock romantic comedy. It's not very good. They're very funny in it. 
Betty White is a Betty White. Rock. Betty White is great, and that and that that movie really was her career resurgence that started it. It, it really is, yep. and what is amazing about this film is the majority of it takes place in Alaska. Yeah, for some reason. All of the sequences that take place in Alaska were filmed in Beverly and Rockport, Massachusetts. Hmm. I have no idea why. Uh, there are plenty of places that look more like Alaska around here than those. But they filmed them in Beverly and Rockport and blue-screened mountain background. It, it, and, it, and it's not bad looking. Do you know what I mean? But like, I'm yeah. me and my wife, me and my wife rented it and we're like, this movie's really funny. And then I'm watching a scene and motif number one, which is this really, really, really well-known, um, basically uh, shack on, on a dock in Rockport that like mm-hmm. people have painted pictures of for the last 200 years, you know, is sitting there right in the middle of a shot of a bay in the movie. And I'm like, that's fucking Rockport but Rockport doesn't have mountains. And then there's a scene where they're landing in Alaska. And I'm like, that that's Beverly airport, but Beverly airport doesn't have mountains. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's a GE building right behind there and they blue screened it out of the shot. And so there's nothing like, you know, all that spectacular other than Betty White is a goddamn riot. And, and, and you know, everyone in it, they're very funny. It just is yeah. a stupid move. Oh um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that, that, that's the proposal. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen that. I saw it in theaters with my mom, I believe. Yeah, of course. Just, yeah. In my my mom thinks it's a freaking riot. Yeah, I mean it's, it's and again, it's, I love it's Betty. Fine. It's I fine. Love Betty White as some Betty White who's playing, I guess, a whitewashed Aboriginal Alaskan as yeah. like chants in the forest for sex. I don't know. It's very very strange. <laughs> We but do I mean, not deserve Betty, Betty White. White I mean, it's like the spiritual. It's like this. It's the spiritual successor to her character in Lake Placid. You know, she's she doesn't. It's like well, it kind of is. Be... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're off. Dude. Yeah. Uh, so you have two left. Is that right? Yep. Yes, I do. Okay. Yep. Uh, my second to last is a movie that was filmed. There's a great story behind what happened later after this movie was filmed in Duluth. It's called, I guarantee you've never heard of this. I'll be impressed if you have. It's called, You Like My Mother. Hell no, never. never okay. Nope. Um, yeah, it was filmed. Oh, and it had another connection to my number one movie also. I'll explain later. Um, it is with uh, Patty Duke from oh. the early 70s. It's... Uh, filmed at the uh, historic Glensheen Mansion in Duluth. Okay. Google it right Google it right now. It's gorgeous. Um oh, yeah, it was a uh, film there and it's about it's a really good snowbound thriller. It's about this young woman oh, who shit. uh yeah, isn't it beautiful? It's Holy it's shit. so beautiful. And they um so it's this young woman who her husband was killed in Vietnam and she's pregnant with their child. So she uh, travels to uh, his mother. She's never met the mother and the, the mother's uh, estate to like, just kind of, you know, sign some documents for, you know, inheritance and whatnot. And 
she uncovers this like sinister family secret and just uh you know gets imprisoned there and you know they force her to have the baby and they're like try- they're like, trying to you know kill her in the process basically it's a it's just and the it was filmed all of it was filmed inside Glenchy mansion too it is just it's gorgeous such a just gorgeous movie and really highly underrated mostly forgotten it uh it was uh it was never even available on dvd or blu-ray until uh around mother's day of 2016 it was it was largely out of print for a really long time i'd never seen it until then actually they occasionally aired it in duluth uh in theaters but much to the chagrin we'll get into this in a sec uh, of the, the 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 Congdon family that owned it, so uh, five years after the the um, movie was filmed there, the mansion was the site of a real double murder, straight out of a movie or Clue or any of that. There was this um, this uh, 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 there was was it Marjorie? I, I'm probably butchering this, but Marjorie Congdon, I believe, was her name. Uh, hired someone to murder her i think yeah her mother and she came in like you know he came up on the boat snuck in and killed he killed the nurse with a candlestick no shit yeah and on the steps and then smothered her with a pillow i'm I'm probably, I'm worried I'm butchering this. I'm going to have people in Duluth screaming like, oh no. No, it's all right. That's yeah, I'm going to look cool. up right now just to make sure. Um, yeah, and... Yeah, the pictures of this place are beautiful and they also scream people get murdered here. All right. The same time. Oh, oh <laughs> my God. When you drive past it in the winter, they have those, li- like, they have these lights that light looks so creepy i'm like turn those fucking lights off turn them off you're not helping um yeah house type lights yeah yeah and it's it's um oh my god and like i would it'd be the perfect place to do like a murder mystery perfect place yeah but the family will not allow it for that reason yeah it's um uh if you want a really good summary of the glenching mansion murder uh a favorite podcast of jesse and i's is called wine and crime it's a minnesota-based podcast yeah these three childhood friends they uh every week they have a topic like a true crime topic and they like drink a wine that they believe pairs well with it and just kind of get a good buzz going and one week it was a minnesota crime their first live show was minnesota crimes and they covered the Glenchine Mansion murder. Oh, so cool. Yep. Yeah, it is. And a little bit of behind the scenes gossip, thanks to Ellie. Um, she knew uh, Patty, Patty Duke's uh, chauffeur at the time. And this was right around the time she started, she was dating John Aston, and he kind of spilled yep. the beans to her about that. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah, and so a little bit... So also... Um, so the Glenchy Mansion was also used to film uh, a Lifetime movie. It was called Girl Missing with uh, mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood's daughter, Francesca. Who... And funny enough, the character, 
Patty Duke's character in You'll Like My Mother was named Francesca. So kind of funny connection there. <laughs> and I, I've never I've never seen that movie. I've only seen a trailer. You had to buy it. I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to buy this. I, I was going to do one each entry for both of them, but I'm like, hey, I'll just kind of do a, a middle one here. You know, it didn't look that great. And it looked basically like like Get Out, but with white people, if oh, that makes boy. sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, a similar plot kind of like, you know, with gaslighting and whatnot as you'll as a, you'll like my mother, perhaps. And my mom. Oh, my God. So, like, I, I've been on, we've been on tours before and uh whenever you know we have friends in town who've never been to Glenshee and my mom is always the one to bring up the murders and they always are like we don't talk about that we don't talk about that i'm just like shut up mom shut up shut up shut up <laughs> just shut That's up awesome. good for <laughs> Stop her good for her you do it 25 times and it's like i'm the one on the spectrum i'm the one who's supposed to like you know be socially awkward right. and do weird stuff like that and you're doing <laughs> <laughs> it was just he embarrassing just like loves 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 twisting the knife just a little bit more yeah yeah the the mansion though i mean it's you know one of my favorite video games of all time is resident evil the gamecube version yeah uh, yeah it was a mistake to probably have that be my first resident evil game because you know i think resident evil 2 was overrated not a popular opinion but it's because i played it after that and resident evil 4 after the, yes. the remake and four, so and that's and that's, bound to that's well because Resident Evil Four and in between Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Four, the GameCube version of the original Resident Evil were they were evolutions of what they were trying to do. So two just feels like a step backwards if you play it that because two was an evolutionary step that got you to four. So going back and mm-hmm. trying to play it again. I do like the repolished version of two they just came out with that controls more like four, which yeah. I thought was a really, really, really good way of doing oh, it. Yeah. But no, Res- Resident Evil Four is probably the best horror game ever made, or it's way up there. It's it's, it's phenomenal. Good. Yeah, it, it, they do not need to remake it so soon. They do not need to do oh. it like remake Code Veronica, remake that one. Yes, um, yes. I mean, four. I love that the game. fact that four is still ported on every new system shows how well it's aged. Great game. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. But anyways, so the the mansion, I like to think of the Glenshee Mansion as being more out of Resident Evil because there's like a cemetery nearby. And my, I took a, when I was in college, I took a class called Graveyard Cultures. Awesome. Not as not as morbid as you think it would be. Um, and it was it was a great summer elective. You would go to like cemeteries and you know just like you know take pictures and then do a project at the end. It was really really cool. Did journal. And my friend Katie and I, um, we stayed after to do it and, you know, to like do some extra work. And thank God we, it was not, you know, after dark because we got locked in the cemetery. (laughs) (laughs) We had to scale the wall. Like, oh my God. Okay. This is happening. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I mean, we could have gone around and just gone to the shore, but, you know, still it was more fun. To right, scale the world, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's you like my mother. It's um, if you Sounds can find wild. it, wild. I gotta it's, see. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a really it's it's a pretty a pretty good thriller. Um, have you ever heard of Dead of Winter with Mary Steenburgen? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like yep. that. 
cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's you, you, you get to go way back in time. I, uh, my, a lot more recent because, you know, they weren't filming stuff around here until, uh, the tax breaks, but, um, yeah. here's, here's an interesting one that, that, uh, comes from that, that giant tax breaking that takes place in the, not in, in an alternate reality. Um, and in this alternate reality, uh, nobody knows how to lie. Uh, the film yes. is called the invention. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a really great film that unfortunately very shortly after it came out, Vince decided that he was going to, uh, try to out, um, edge Lord, every single freaking working comedian out there and be like, well, I'm not just an atheist. I'm the worst fucking kind of atheist. And oh, I'm not just, you know, a guy who's against the me too movement. I'm the worst kind of guy. That's that way. Right. Oh, Ricky, just stop. Just stop, man. Cause you're funny. This movie, what I love about it is if, have you seen it? Yes. All right. What I love about this movie is that he takes all of those aspects of his um, personal beliefs and makes a really compassionate, empathetic movie that is way funnier and way more poignant than it has any right to be. Um, The reason it's on this list is they filmed the entire movie in Lowell, Massachusetts. It doesn't take place in Lowell. I don't even think they say where it takes place. No, I don't think they did. they filmed the whole thing there and we were living in an old renovated mill in downtown Lowell and watched them basically film this entire movie. Um, they, they renovated an old bank to make it look like a movie theater. Um, my favorite bar in downtown Lowell, like the place we frequented the Dubliner got closed and renovated for this film. Mm-hmm. And when you watch the film, the bartender is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like, Oh, he just has a cameo, I remember that, but he's in the, He's the bartender in the fucking Dubliner. And I'm like, that's so cool. My wife watched them film a scene where Edward Norton was a cop that pulls Ricky's character over and like gives him a bunch of shit. Um, it was, you know, they filmed it right in front of our apartment. And, you know, I loved watching them film it, but more so, I just, I really, really like the movie. I think the idea of, hey, a society that can't lie, the film is just people reading out of history books. And then a guy... Ricky being such an attack atheist is the type of person I like to call him. And I, you know, I lean much more towards that way of thinking now than the little Catholic boy that I grew up as. Same. Um, same. Hard like same. But, but at the same time, I love that the movie has this, he creates religion to basically make his mother feel okay to die. Mm-hmm. And that blew me away that someone that's such a like just a snippy bastard about it could write something so poignant like that because it ends up being the thing that saves the world mm-hmm. like he invents religion and it fixes stuff and making things worse and i'm like that's so a, a world with no lying the first lie is the creation of god and i'm like that's hilarious and really fucking poignant and they filmed the whole thing in Lowell, Massachusetts. My favorite gag from the whole movie was that all the Pepsi advertisements were Pepsi when they don't have Coke. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's the world where you can't lie. Anyway, yeah. that, that, that's all I got for that one. It was a blast to watch him make it. No, I, I liked that. I, I wish I could have seen more, you know, evangelical Christians kind of response to that movie. Yeah. You know, what they it, felt it about it. You know. Into a similar vein as Kevin Smith's Dogma, where you go, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, he's shitting on it and he's taking the piss out of it, but he's not saying it's bad. No. Like the least and the point behind it. Like he's breaking it down and going, if you're taking offense, you're not looking right. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's saying that there's a lot of aspects about the way that you are that is bad, but it's not saying that your belief is bad. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting way to put it. Now, at the same time, all the freaking religious nut bars that try to freaking control the government need to be shot into, out of a cannon into the sun. Mm-hmm. But that's a different issue itself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We could do a whole um, whole episode about that. Make that a, a Patreon exclusive for sure. <laughs> Me and Stefan yeah. shitting on religion uh, for three hours. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I think should we do honorable mentions before we do number ones? Sure, go for it. Okay, uh, I have two honorable mentions. These these are movies that were uh, going to be filmed in Duluth or around Duluth, but then were not. The first one is 2003's Dreamcatcher. Awesome. Yep. Uh, it was going to be filmed yeah, around Duluth. Was I think the the it was between that and wherever they ended up filming it, and they obviously didn't film it around the Duluth area. I uh, I don't know why it, exactly. You know, not not a very great movie. Let's face it. No, it's not a very great movie. No. But it would have been really cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, and I love Stephen King. You know, I can't wait for the yeah, stand. They just, which, yeah, they just kind of, they just, they, they just kind of, Dream, Dreamcatcher suffers from, you know, all that weird shit that Stephen put in the book that would be hard to film. We're just mm-hmm. going to do all of it. Right. <laughs> That's literally, so you just watch it and you go, oh, maybe you could have a little bit of this back. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, maybe um, uh, Mike Flanagan should take a swing at, you know, Aww. trying again, because he, he is like, you know, he knows Stephen King so well. And, you know, any, really? anybody, yeah. anybody, anybody who could, you know, bury the hatchet between the animosity, you know, that King had with Kubrick's version of the movie with Dr. Sleep, anybody that could do that, you have my respect, which he did. He did. He, you know, with Doctor Sleep, that movie, so good, goddamn masterpiece. It's so good. It's so good. I cried. I cried. It's so good. Um, you know, and uh, you know, and because he adapted like you know, Gerald's game, which many people consider to be unfilmable. Yeah, and 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 now he's doing a. Yeah. Like I remember sitting there watching, going watching Gerald's game work. Like, this is working. How did he make this work? Yeah. Like, it's vile. That's the other thing. Gerald's game not only is unfilmable, it's fucking vile. Like, and he makes mm-hmm. such a good move. Yeah, no, and I can't wait to see what he's going to do with uh, the girl who loved Tom Gordon. Me too. Yeah, can't yeah. wait. And so the other one is a movie that was never made, and... A lot of people don't remember when this was announced. So, in 1999, it was announced that they were going to make a Christmas-themed horror movie set in the 1950s in Duluth. And the reason 
the reason they picked Duluth was because at the time it could pass for a city in the 50s. Not today, not so much, but back then it could have. Um, that makes sense. Yes. It was to be called Claws. And I didn't, I didn't know anything of the plot. They were talking, they were talking about filming it at my middle school. And, you know, they were going to have students be extras. They started talking about this and then it just never happened. There was no word of it, and everyone forgot about it. I'm like, what the hell? And this movie never happened, and, you know, I missed out on my chance to make my big break in horror. I missed out on Seriously. it. Seriously. I know. Seriously. I know. Cool. And I, well, I, I want to know. I want to track down. I, I almost want to go, like, you know, do the microfilm. You know, the classic, like, where you're in a horror movie, you're looking up, like, old news articles. I want to I want to dive. I want to do a deep dive like that. And, and like, find all the all the permits that were... Right. There's only... There was one article, <laughs> and I know the general time. I can't search on the Duluth News Tribune website because it doesn't... You can't go back that far. Um, I've tried to search for it. I've asked around. One of the scary sisters, at least one remembers it, Whitney... I don't know if the other two do, but um, they, uh, yeah, that would that would have been so great, and I was so excited for that to happen. You know uh, what could have been, and I wanna, I want to almost. We should, if we can track that down, we should do an episode where we interview the person, and you know, just dig deep into that. Seriously, yeah, no, seriously, try to dig it in. Well, and and I'll, and I'll use my um odd of networking and get a hold of people to figure out who the hell was supposed to make that movie and we'll get there. Yeah, because I want to know. And then, make them, and, then, and then make them make the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, because it was never made as far as I know. And if it was, the title was changed, but I've, I don't think it was ever made. Right. Yeah. Out um, of the guys of make, making go to bed, um, let me do mine real quick. Um, if you're done, of course. Oh no! I well, I have one more after that. No, I, I know. Oh, you you have one more honorable mention. Okay, sorry. No, no, no. You go, and then I have my number one. Okay, cool. Just I just you know I I want to make sure we get to all our stuff. Okay. Yeah. So a really minor less honorable mention happened. Um, involved film. My neighbors call us up one day and said, "Hey, where are you guys right now?" A film production company knocked on our door. Now we we have two fairly iconic looking homes right on the edge of a street on the water, and they said, you know, because they're going to come back because they want to talk about you guys too. And we're like, what? And I guess John Travolta was filming a movie around here. I guess it never happened, but they were going to like they wanted to like you know renovate our home, like have these two families living next door to each other, being the two of them. This was like four or five years ago, and it would have been so freaking cool. Hmm. And then it never happened. Um, so that, that that's one and, and the second was um uh it cracks me up that every time i and i didn't put movies that actually like iconic movies that took place around here on this list the same as you because it just it seemed like too low-hanging fruit but right. i don't know what ben affleck's issue is with lynn but he he made a film called gone baby gone and a film called the town and in both <laughs> of those movies characters say we got to go to a real rough pot at chelsea or a real rough pot at everett 
and they always filmed it in Lynn. And I'm like, Chelsea and Everett are freaking holes. Why not just film there? Like, come on. Do people really talk that way in Boston? Oh, they so do. Yeah. They so do. It's hit or miss if people talk with Minnesotan accents around here. Oh, no, dude. Everybody. The jokes are like, even me. Like, if you you throw a couple beers in me, put me (laughs) around like, like others of my ilk. The, the accent drops down and we just fucking talk like this guy. It just mm. comes right out, brother. You know what I'm talking about, kid? It just And you just can't. Dude, fucking Sully over here has got fucking tore up over the other day. And it just doesn't <laughs> stop. And, and it's it's so funny. And you, God, when you go to Selfie, it's even worse. Because uh, they, don't, they don't let them leave Selfie. That's the... right. <laughs> anyway, so let's do your number one, good sir. Yeah. My number one is uh, uh, a very a highly underrated and I guess maybe f- uh, forgotten film. I don't even know how famous it is outside of Minnesota. It's pretty big in Minnesota. Iron Will. Such a good movie. Yeah. It's on Disney Plus. If you have not seen it, stop this right now and watch it. Do yourself a favor. Um, it's yeah. It's so uh, good. It's uh, it's based off the 1917 um, uh, bobsled race from, God, where was it? It was uh, Win- uh, Winnipeg to St. Paul. Yep. And it's about a boy played by Mackenzie Aston. There's my connection with Patty Duke, bringing it back yep. home. And he he loses his dad in a um. Uh, he drowns in a river, and it really kind of like the drowning was a little questionable. I'm rewatching. I'm like, okay, kind of pull you pull the dogs away. It's like, all right, they could have pulled him out, but whatever. The, you had to advance the story, and uh, so he enters this race to win money to, uh, so they don't have to sell the business or do so we can go to so we can go to college. Yeah, so we can go to college, and they don't have to sell the sled dogs at the same time. Yep. And yeah, and it um, it's. You know, so Minnesotan, the, um, you know, everybody, I remember when it was filmed here, they had like the hay barrels, the, the, the stacks of hay up, you know, for the, um, uh, the, uh, like kind of boundary set up yep. and, you know, like everyone knows somebody that was an extra in that movie. Uh, Ellie's daughter, Angie was an extra. And my mom said you could see where she was. I rewatched, I could not see her, unfortunately. So they have to point it out. And uh, my mom, I guess, donated a coat that was used in that movie. You couldn't see it, though, but they, who knows if they ended up using it, but she did. And, uh, you know, and then, like, a, a, a friend of our family's was, you know, a, um, uh, used as, like, a, like a fitting double or whatever for uh, David Ogden Steers, who was in it. And yeah, and it's, you know, it's, it's a really, really good movie, an ambitious movie. It feels maybe a little too modern for a movie set in 1917, if that makes sense. That is very true. That, yeah, that is, which, which is not, not a huge deal, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, the, the scene, uh, it was filmed, yeah, in and around Duluth, the, the starting point of the race was filmed at old central high school. So when I say my, so central high school is where I went, that was the old building 
where it was filmed, it was like that kind of gray, the the gray, no, the the Ooh. kind of the red clay building. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That, that's the building, and then Central High School moved to the top of the hill in Duluth, and now it's closed, unfortunately. And yeah, so it was filmed there, and then, uh, but the the railroad scenes, a lot of those were filmed in Floodwood, which is about an hour uh, west, roughly, less than an hour west. And the the finish line scene was filmed at the old train museum yeah. uh, in Two Harbors, which is which is um between Duluth and then Palisade Head, where the Good Son was filmed, the climax scene. So cool. Yeah, and um, you know, like just everyone, I you know, there's all sorts of stories with that movie when it was filmed, and they did. I was unfortunately out of town and could not go. But they did, in 2013, a 20th anniversary of the filming, they did, like, a um, reunion where Mackenzie Aston came back, and, you know, the, the director did, too, and they just kind of, you know, reminisced about, you know, the experiences with the production. Yeah, and, it, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a really good kind of a inspiration. You know, like a, a classic 90s, you know, sports inspirational movie, a very, a very unique idea. I'll say that. And, uh, yeah. And if nothing else, you know, you get to see Kevin Spacey get decked. Yes, you do. <laughs> which is nice. And you know, this which is nice. This is in, <laughs> Disney. Disney every once in a while will, will have like three or four movies in a row like this, where it's just like, especially in that time period, where it's just like the stars and the like overly, you know, uplifting, you know, thing that they go for just really worked for the story. They were stable in the nineties. Yeah, they were, they were very stable. And they, and then in the two thousands, they had, you know, like the rookie and invincible and a few movies like that. And it's like, all right. And remember the Titans, you know, and you're like, Mm -hmm. all right, you're still kind of doing this. Um, Eight below was another one that that was similar to this. Yeah. yeah, Let me last one under the guise of, if I don't go to sleep in a couple minutes, I'm done for um, sure. As long, as long as you're done, but this this has been so much fun. I, I, I you come up with such great ideas for, <laughs> for stuff to do. This is great. So mine, you know, I I would have loved to have done a session, but session, you know, uh, it takes place at Denver State. It's right nearby. I talk about session nine on my show all the time. Yeah, I felt like that was that was a little bit too much. But um, it ties in with this movie in a way. So th- my movie is Shutter Island, and and Shutter yeah. Island is one of one of Mark Scorsese's top films in my opinion, because he had the balls to make a high concept B movie. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? This this movie has the Hitchcockian. Um, big, I wouldn't even uh, call it a B movie, honestly. Some of it is. Well, well, it, 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 it's, it's, I guess it approaches it. It just knows what it wants to be. Right. It want to be the, of this era. It wants mm-hmm. to feel kind of old fashioned when, when it does, it's like big, like kicked up music. The music kind of like blots out every other sound and everything that's going mm-hmm. on. And it's just a ballsy movie and, and really um gives you rewatch. Um, you know, they do things when you start realizing that Leo's character is crazy the whole time. And there's scenes where like he goes to pick up a glass and then they show him again and he's not holding it. That was great. 
That was and a great touch. They, they pepper it with so many cool things like that. When you have a master working in a genre that they don't usually do, it's so cool. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's just that. And what I like is they filmed it in Massachusetts in Taunton. Um, they filmed it in Medfield State Hospital. And I went to a hospital in Tewksbury where they have a museum um, that props that were used in this movie in session nine. You know, it's just an old medical building. I just always thought that that was really cool. And my mother's obsessed with old hospitals and prisons and stuff. So it's just a lot of fun. And that that's all I really got. It just, it's its the best movie, I think, filmed around here. And I just love the hell out of it. Yeah. And, and they, they, you know, superimposed everything to make it look like it was on an island. Yep. Obviously. Yep. Yeah. And no, I, I, Island that doesn't exist. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. I, I have nothing bad to say about that movie. Um, I love how the ending was handled, how you, you know, it was implied. So yeah. Do you have a shout out you want to say? Yeah. You can, uh, find me on scream forever one. I follow everything Chris and the Chippa does. Uh, yeah. And, um, if you didn't listen to any of the Hollow about holiday episodes of Diva Dailies, those are all up. So I know uh, Halloween's long past, and it will be even more long past since when this episode drops. But you know, whatever. It's Halloween all year round, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. It, it and it's yeah. on my podcast. It's always Halloween. I'll talk about horror and Halloween anytime. Fuck um, yeah. So, dude, thank you, thank you, Stefan, for shooting the shit with Chippa, and thank you all for listening. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.